let me go Don't let me stray Don't let me look away Oh Lord, I pray Hold me close Don't let me go Don't let me wander Don't let me forget Your sweet love Hold me close Don't let Welcome to Season 1 of the Chela to Chela podcast, featuring interviews and conversations with disciples of our Gurudev, Paramahansa Yoganandaji. I'm your host, Brenda Roberts, and in the Chela to Chela podcast, we will be talking with devotees from all over the world, connecting informally on a heart, soul, and day-to-day level. In Season 1, we'll be talking with devotees from Italy, India, Germany, and many parts of the USA. You'll be hearing heart-touching and loving tributes about our Guruji, and you'll also hear those sweet, inspiring stories of How I Found Master. Hold me close, don't let And today we have with us Ajay Rao from Mumbai, India. Hello, Ajay. Welcome. Hello. Hi, Brenda. Jai Guru. Jai Guru. So it's so nice that you could meet with us. You you go to the Mumbai Center. I understand there's more than one. Is that correct? Uh, Well, actually, the center is one. But we have informal satsangas in different... uh, uh, devotees' residences, so that it's convenient for people to go to different places near to that. But we actually have only one center, main center. Because the traffic in Mumbai is pretty bad, yes, huh? Yes, yes, that's why. <laughs> that's the main way, so that people go to the nearest places. But yes. mostly on weekends, like Sundays, uh, many of them come to the Kendra for long meditation. About how many of devotees do you do you have any idea? Uh, roughly, I think uh, we are 3,000 in this city. Uh, on an average around uh, 60, 70 to 100 come uh, on a weekend for meditation. Aha, but 3,000. To cater to such a big group, uh, we have to have uh, meditation at other places. Of course. Our Kendra is not uh, big enough to accommodate everyone. And do you have a a resident uh, sannyas? No, we don't have uh, accommodation facilities, but whenever a visiting monk comes, we put him up in devotees' houses, or we have one room in the Kendra where one sannyasi, but they generally stay with the devotees. Very good. That's interesting. Tell us about yourself. Uh, I'm married. Uh, I married my classmate, 
so uh, I am a postgraduate in agriculture, horticulture. So something uh, related to Luda Burpang is close to my heart. And then we have a daughter. Uh, she's grown up in uh, YSS uh, children's camps. So she has attended a lot of camps. My mother, my mother, my father, my parents are also devotees of Guruji, but they're not actual YSS members. My sister has become a YSS member. So it has been a YSS SRF uh, family. Uh, this is the second generation. Wow. Wow. Well, you had some good karma to be born into that family, didn't Thanks. you? <laughs> Very good. All right. Well, let's just jump right into it, Ajaji. Where yeah. did you and how did you find Guruji? Uh, well, uh, actually, my father was very religious, so we had lots of books on uh, Indian philosophy. Then I grew up studying in a convent school uh, because I studied in Goa. So um, my father was in archaeology, so um, monuments of different religions are protected sites in our country. So whether it's Muslim, Hindu, uh, Christian, uh, we consider all religions uh, equally important. So having that background, um, there were a lot of books in our house. So I've been a religious person from my uh, uh, childhood. Then uh, my father had had uh, given me a collection of uh, Amar Chitrakathas and one of them was Guruji's own Amar Chitrakatha. So that time I was around four or five years old. And uh, when I first read that Amar Chitrakatha... What, what is it that you read at four or five? Guruji's uh, uh, comic book, uh, the autobiography in the comic form. Oh, okay. Yeah, we have that edition in India. Acha. I think it's in the US also. Uh -huh. it's, it's a slightly abridged version of uh, Guruji in a comic book form for small children to read. Acha. We have a lot of books of different saints in this comic book form. I see. So Amatitrakata is a brand, uh, Indian brand. Uh, so every every Indian has grown up reading these books. Oh. I mean, now the children are not much into reading, but then even uh, epics are all in the comic version. So children learn about all this from their childhood. Achha. So I've read this book. We still have this book in in, in our Kendras, in our, our Ranchi Ashram, sold. Uh, so like that, we have comics also of Guruji, which were available since, uh, I mean, much before my uh, birth also. This is a very old comic, uh, so I read this. So I had this um, vision when I read this book first of Himalayan Kate, and uh, I didn't uh, at that moment uh, realize that I was uh, spiritually inclined, but my parents realized that uh, I was going uh, a little way out of the normal uh, activities. So this book of all the comics which I had was missing. I mean, my parents must have just removed it from my collection because uh, they found me uh, too much involved into it and uh, actually I used to uh, many times they used to even catch me going out of the house trying to run away from the house and all that <laughs> That's, uh, so even when I went on a holiday to my native place I used to walk out of the village so they had to keep a uh, watch on me all the time so that I don't just uh, disappear so uh -huh. that was the, the thing, uh, reason why they must have removed the uh, comic from my uh, collection then later on, uh, uh, I forgot the whole issue, and then I just continued uh, with uh, other uh, forms of meditation, especially inclined towards Swami Vivekananda and uh, Ramakrishna Mission. I also tried uh, Mahesh Yogi's Transcendental Meditation, but I was not so happy with it. Then uh, when I reached my 12th standard, that is high school, uh, I saw this autobiography in different uh, 
bookstands all over the country, railway stations and bus stops and uh, normal bookshops. And I always felt like buying it because, uh, as usual, Guruji's eyes attracted me a lot, <laughs> and I kept on uh, looking at the books. But uh, somehow, whenever I used to go to purchase, I also always feel that this is one book I should uh, get, either as a loan, uh, as a book loan to me to read, or as a gift to me to read. I will not buy it. So one year passed, and I still didn't. I mean, I couldn't read the book. Then I finished my high school. and then i joined for my professional college in um, 1984 so i joined for agriculture and uh, the first thing that uh, i got was uh, the autobiography of a yogi uh, from a senior uh, who was one year senior to me so he gave me the book to read and uh, i i finished the book in 24 hours wow you just yes. devoured it and it was the first book that first. you were given and in, in your college days yeah uh reading the book i joined of course this was in october 1984 then in december i went for my first meditation to ranchi with my friend he took me there and uh, that was a eight hour meditation or a six hour meditation i don't remember but i didn't know anything about cosmic chants i didn't know anything about meditation because i only got the introductory uh, lessons because being a remote uh, town we were hardly getting the correspondence in time so october november and december in just two three months i hardly got any material to meditate the techniques and all i didn't know any of them except for the basic visualization technique but i managed to spend that eight hour period with bhavanand ji conducting and it was marvelous i mean uh, i somehow went through the meditation just because of the introductory technique and i only could make out one chant that is my krishna is blue the rest of the chants Oh, going over my head. Then I kept on going to Ranchi. Let me stop you there a, a moment, Ajaji. You had this burning desire to, after you read the autobiography in one setting, and you joined the lessons right away. What was this driving feeling that that made you go to an eight-hour meditation without any techniques? It was like, were you feeling Guruji's presence, or were you? Did you have in mind that you were just destined to be a sanyas or what, oh, what was in your uh, head the initial technique itself is so powerful and so uh easy to do like the visualization technique mm-hmm. that i was able to spend eight hours just doing that technique so i didn't maybe it's my past uh, karmic uh, this thing i didn't uh, feel the need for any other technique at that moment of time yeah and uh, of course the burning desire for power realization was there since my childhood by the thing so okay. i still practice i still practice hatha yoga also with my father so wow. meditation was a part of a house from from childhood wow. so it was something a uh, new for indian it's not something new and it happens in everybody's house huh. okay. so now let me jump ahead yeah what do you feel are the main benefits in for as an indian in india what are the main benefits for you as being a disciple well uh it has changed me emotionally the techniques are really wonderful i i it's not that i have not done other techniques uh i would say this is the best technique the techniques that are given to us by guruji the best in the world there's no doubt about it because no other technique has given techniques have given this same depth of devotion uh depth of consciousness your intuition definitely goes up your joy factor keeps on increasing it's 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 joy all the time 
wow. the beginning yeah, it's it's little i mean after the honeymoon period it's a little difficult but then we just keep on keep on and then all uh, i would say is we should not leave the past there will be ups and downs but just don't leave let's just take a minute and and talk about those downs those dry periods uh, yeah. even though you came in with with this knowledge that uh, god realization was your goal in this lifetime um, have you experienced dry periods and if yeah. so, what how do you deal with them well uh, the main dry period lasted for quite some years uh, my friend joined one year before me in the ashram and uh, he was uh, a little more into all uh, this i mean even after bhavan and ji told him many times not to fast so much and not to do priyas beyond the allotted number of priyas because he was also a beginner so he mm-hmm. was trying to do more i mean priya is already a shortcut to god realization he was trying to cut that shorter by uh-huh. doing more more number of priyas than was allotted to him and he used to fast a lot so that affected his brain i mean he went mad huh. so they had to ask him to leave the ashram as a teenager that shook me a lot so uh, i mean my close friend companion going mad so i didn't join the ashram because i i was going to join the moment i finished my graduation and uh, this happened one year before i finished my graduation so from that period onwards 1987 onwards uh, i went to a tremendous dry period also i did one thing is i used to go to ranchi frequently every semester break i used to go every holiday period i should spend in uh, time in ranchi so um, i mean uh, i used to see bhavananji playing volleyball and all that and like how everybody describes him playing it's it's a joy just watching him play basketball uh, volleyball and just being in his presence so one day i went to guruji's room and i photographed guruji's room though it was prohibited and from that time onwards maybe it's a mental thing but from that time onwards and simultaneously my friend having this mental problem this created a big uh, dry period in my life so from 1987 till uh, 1992 i was having this dry period and it was also the most crucial educational period of my life so i had to finish my graduation and then i worked for one year and then again i went to join uh, university and uh, uh, in uh, in agriculture you have to undergo research to get your postgraduate uh, your research can last from minimum 3 years to even 5 years just to get your masters ah. but but by god's grace guru this grace i was able to finish it in 3 years time so you and, uh, did all uh, your your graduate your postgraduate work postgraduate. Uh, while you were in a dry period yes yeah so my entire concentration was on my studies also Okay. so that was the reason i couldn't go to ranchi also and uh, our universities are a little away from the main cities because we need 8000 9000 hectares of areas to uh, grow trees and to do research on trees uh-huh. so our campuses are isolated so we are not in the mainstream cities and also there's nobody else to meditate with i mean i was the only person after my friend left to continue meditation uh, on my own so you don't get company so there's no satsang with other like minded uh, uh, students or friends and uh, you're so much involved in your work uh, then after i finished my post graduation i got married i settled down in mumbai the moment i got back to mumbai and the regular flow of devotees and satsang and then travel to ranchi started happening again and then again i was back to uh, the devotional path 
from your experience and, and from what you've shared with us, it seems like the, the point is that if it's available to you uh, in dry periods, that there's tremendous uh, benefit in putting yourself in the company of other devotees, even right. if you're not feeling devotional, right. even if you're not right. feeling right. like you're a good devotee. Uh, but to get into that environment so that that vibration can change your vibration. Right, right. It's like that's a, that's a big point there. Yeah, and that was lacking in all these uh, years of studying. Yeah. Okay, then. I wish it on my own, but it was not the same thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, some, you know, I don't, yeah. I don't think there's any time that's really lost when you're with Guruji. You're working out karma or, uh -huh. or you're learning other lessons. Uh, right. You know, I, I don't think there's any any detours. Uh, one great um, Swamiji uh, told me one time yeah. that the sometimes the most circuitous route is the most direct. <laughs> right. <laughs> and a tremendous, tremendous wisdom there. You know, you want you want you want to take the shortcut. You know, but. <laughs> But taking a long way around is actually more direct sometimes because uh, you've got things to learn in that period. You know, Guruji's got to work with you. So, uh, yeah, sometimes those long, long roundabout things seem like they might be a waste of time. But I, I just don't believe it. Not with your, when you're with Guruji. I think every minute counts no matter if you feel it or you don't feel it. So, okay, so let me ask you this, Ajayji. Uh, I'm comfortable with just Ajay. Yeah, In India, nobody uses G all the time. Ah, uh, okay. well, you know, I spend yeah. about four months a year in India, so uh, yeah, I, know, I, know, yeah. I have that. And, and when I'm with Indians, it just kind of pops out. Uh, I wish actually I had more Hindi, but I don't. Um, yeah. So uh, my question now is... Yeah. Um, what would your advice be to someone that is just starting on or feels that they are just starting on the path with Guruji? Uh, I would say whatever you do, no matter what you do, just don't leave the path. The more number of years you spend on this path, the more you start realizing that this is really mind-blowing and it's, it's a soul-changing uh, 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 path. I mean, uh, in the autobiography, it's mentioned that Yukteswarji uh, mentions that this is not a college where spirituality is not a college where people come out in batches with uh, spirituality as their uh, uh, subject. But I would say SRF biases are really organizations where people come out as God realized people in batches. <laughs> individual who is in this path for more than 15 20 years have changed. And we can see the changes in there, emotionally, mentally, physically, spiritually, people have grown. It doesn't happen in one year. It doesn't happen in two years, not even a decade. But gradually the process happens. So for a beginner, I would say just don't take it as any other spiritual path and leave it to the moment you join. Because in between you'll get this dry period, you'll get problems in the spiritual path. That's bound to happen. It's part of the process of growing up spiritually. But don't leave the path. Till your dying breath, you have to be on the path. You might get samadhi, you might not get samadhi. That's not the issue. The main joy which you get all 
over along your life guiding you all the way is the main reason for continuing on this path so i would say don't leave the path and i've seen a lot of friends who are really good devoted just leaving the path and that pains because you are almost there and god has given you a gift like a guru which is beyond compare and then you just avoid that avoid the gift given by god and then try to go to other gurus who are lesser in stature it doesn't work you have to be consistent in your devotion to your guru and loyalty to the guru is the most important thing you might yeah. not be able to meditate frequently but just tell him i love you that's more than enough he'll take care of you that's so sweet and we're going to close on that wonderful advice and it's good for all of us you know because as swami achalananda ji says uh, just keep on keeping on isn't it yes so, and achalananda ji got his first samadhi in dwarar i frequently go to dwarar so so thrilled that he got his first samadhi experience in dwarar I know that you go to the uh, the four big spiritual places in India, and you take devotees there that want to go. So we'll write that up in the show notes for anybody that is interested in doing those, and uh, we'll talk about them a little bit in in the show notes. And I thank you so much for coming on and sharing your thanks, Mr. Brenda. Thank you. Jai Guru. Jai Guru. Jai Guru. Don't let me wander. Don't let me forget your sweet love. Hold me close. Well, dear friends, it's wonderful to hear these stories, isn't it? And in just a few moments, I have a great quote of Guruji's to share with you. But first, if you would like access to the private page where guest contact and other information is posted, it's free and easy. Just email to subscribe to the mailing list. The email address is subscribe at soulcallsinfinity.org. For those of you who may be driving or jogging while listening, no worries, the link to subscribe will be in the show notes. The Chela to Chela podcast is sponsored by Soul Calls Infinity, and the music is courtesy of Soul Calls Music Meditations by Saranya. I'm your host, Brenda Roberts, and I'd love to share your story. Email me for guest guidelines and preparation details. That's Brenda at soulcallsinfinity.org. Looking forward to sharing the next episode with you, where we'll be meeting another uniquely devoted disciple of our beloved master, Paramahansa Yoganandaji. And now, in closing, Let's listen to this quote of Master given by Brother Achalanandaji in the 1986 Self-Realization magazine. Master said, We all come from God. Once we were strangers, but when we love God, we become brothers and sisters. That relationship 
is the strongest of bonds it holds now and in the hereafter. So dear ones, until next time, let us join together in affirming it's a wonderful life with Guruji in it. Jai Guru Jai. Don't let